0: It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimate motorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their legend series interview, already in the Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This is with a guy who debuted back in March of 1983. He is an NRL Hall of Famer. In total, he played 485 first class games, including representing City, New South Wales, and the Australian Kangaroos on multiple occasions. He made one grand final appearance, that was in 1997. He was a two time Daly M Centre of the Year and a two time Kangaroo Tourist. This is Andrew Eddingshausen, and if you enjoy this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's unfiltered. It's awesome, and it's episodes four twenty four and four twenty five in the library. Here's ET. Enjoy. Yeah, so I was
1: just turned just turned um, seventeen, and uh, yeah, it was all sort of happening, and I had HSC year and yep. the whole bit. So it was an exciting year, but again, of course, my you know football was everything to me. So. Um, I ended up. Uh, I think we we played our first five games and we won all five games, and um, and then uh, first grade had actually lost their first five games. And Terry Fernley was the coach. And I remember coming in one night after training, and um, and I'm walking in the door, and and Dad's on the phone to, to this bloke, and and Mum's going, oh, you know, shush, be quiet, you know, and Dad's going, oh no, he'll be right, yep, yep, put him in, yep, he'll be right. And I'm kind of going, what's going on here? Mum, mum, sort of whispered, "It's Terry Fernley on the phone." On Terry Fernley, the coach. And so, next minute, it was, uh, yeah, um, I'm nodding to Dad, saying, "Yeah," and Dad saying, "Yep, yeah, no, he'll be fine. Don't worry about him. He'll be, he'll be up to it." And then, uh, yeah, basically, um, went to training the next morning. Was picked for first grade, and um, and yeah, it was sort of a uh, number of players got dropped from first grade. and I was one of the lucky ones who went from. Um, yeah, from seconds into first, and and that's how it all began.
0: At the time, there was no such thing as a club media manager, a welfare manager. In fact, there was no genuine support system at all. In 2023, all of those guys and some are available to a young kid. Uh, You didn't have that luxury. It was sink or swim. Yeah, it was basically the, the next morning. We woke
1: up and it was all uh, back page of the papers, and and uh, we had you know half a dozen press at our door at six am in the morning. And um, yeah, it was sort of it was just chaos from there. It was pretty crazy. And uh, leading into our first game, we actually played against Newtown at Arana Park, and yeah, I think it was last year Newtown were in the competition. But yep. um, it was a great uh, you know to actually. Um, you know, all my kids, all my mates and that at school were all pumped, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of them came out to that first game and and watched us play. Um, I remember Terry Fernley telling me, you know, adamantly said, mate, I want you to score two tries today. And that was like, all oh, right, yeah, I've got to do what the coach yeah. says, you know, I was, I was just this young kid. so um, I scored a try in the first half, so I was sort of happy and come off at halftime and it was real close game. and. And then the second half, I set up a try, but I didn't score one. So I come off, I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm going to get dropped for sure. (laughs) I haven't scored the two tries. The coach asked, we we won right on the bell. And... um, and anyway, I was I was pretty disappointed, and and he came up to me and he said, "Oh, well done, you know," and all that, and I sort of perked up a bit, and I'm thinking, "Oh, you know, he's going to have a go at me for not scoring two tries," but uh, no, he just said, "Oh, no, that was just that was just something I I just said off the cuff just to get you going, you know, get you motivated." But uh, yeah, he definitely it was just wow. a bit of a joke for him. But for me, it was a very serious thing. So at least I scored one try in the first game and we won it. So that was a a good start.
0: Mate, the mid-80s were very different times on the field. A a good-looking young schoolboy teenager was basically white meat for the grizzled old forwards. Do you remember anyone in particular testing you earlier? Does anyone stand out?
1: Well, I was very fortunate because... um, I came through an era. You know, I, I would be watching the sharks on. I'd be sitting on the, you know, over the fence and watching yeah. the sharks every single week. You know, and um, you know, I had my hero with Steve Rogers. So I, you know, oh, yeah. he was he was my yeah. Just I just wanted to. One day, be able to play with Steve Rogers if mm. I could could ever get that to that stage. So everything came onto me onto me pretty quickly, and I was seventeen. And you had to be at the pub every Thursday night. That was the you know if you weren't at Carrying Bar pub, there's no way you were playing in the team yeah. on the weekend. So I was there every Thursday night, and going to it? going to school yeah. very uh, <laughs> very drowsy the next day, and. um but uh, we had a real good bunch of fellas there at the Sharks and and you know I've never really had any any uh, confrontations with them they they were always um, always very helpful and supportive and I guess you know back in those days they didn't want me to play, be playing bad footy. They wanted yeah. me to play in as good as I could so I could win the games for them mm. or, or score tries for them. so yeah I had a lot of really good um, support. I suppose probably uh, you know, that first year, funny enough for me, unfortunately, was uh, – I remember doing a, a long off-season 10K run and we came back and we sat on the log and the board of directors were there and they issued that we were going to get half pay cut that year. And so all the salaries got cut in half and um, so that turned the whole club upside down straight away and, uh, you know, we ended up having um, – a number of the players, I think four of the players left and went to Eastern Suburbs. Yeah, um, Gavin Miller went to East. The two Sorensen brothers went to East, and another player, or oh, Roland Beck, I think Roland Beckett might have gone to East, or there was one other player who went to East, and then um, and Steve Rogers left and went to um, St George. Yep, that's right. So for me, it was like a, a really big downer because you mm. know that was my my hero I was going to get a chance to. To play alongside him, and then uh, yeah, that got put on hold for a, for a couple of years.
0: Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never any of them. Over five hundred to choose from. Download the lot and rip in legends. I love your durability, eighteen seasons, and a real level of versatility: fullback, wing, and centre. So. Two parts to this question. Which position did you like and which position did you play your best football at?
1: Yeah, it's a funny one, really. I, I always played fullback, wing, or centre. I played it for Cronulla, for the Blues, and for Australia. Yep. So, um, y- you know, and it was, uh, and each position is slightly different. You know, some people might think they're all the same, but they're definitely not. No. In the centre, you, 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 you know, I played um, 17 of my 18 years at Cronulla in the centres. Mm. Um, and the first year I played fullback, and then then I was shifted to the centres. Um, I enjoyed the defensive work in the centres, uh, and I always enjoyed that. Um, but when it came to say uh, a representative um, team, I had the you know ability to play wing as well, and then you know I could play fullback. So I was a pretty versatile that um, you know coaches couldn't leave me out of teams yeah. because I could play wing, centre, or fullback. Um, I could be on the bench, or I could be in the starting lineup, and most of the time I just wanted to be in that starting lineup so i I just played as as hard as i could to to get picked um in in one of those three positions. It didn't matter,
0: but I wanted to be in the starting lineup you know um yeah we've debunked the theory that as long as i'm in the seventeen, every player wants to be in the thirteen
1: yeah, no, I wanted to be in the thirteen, yeah, yeah. but it's nice to be in the seventeen but but um you know, you're not not death-wishing other players, but, but uh, yeah. you know, players, you know, things things will change and yeah. opportunities will will come. And, mm. you know, I feel that um, in those earlier days, I did take them, you know, make the most of the opportunities that yeah. came my way. And you've got to be ready for that. Yep. Um, you know, every, every single opportunity you have, you have to throw yourself in there 200%. You've just got to give it everything you've got. Because you might never, never happen again. So, um, but out of those three positions, I really, back in the eighties, I loved playing fullback. I had two years at fullback for Leeds in England as well. Yes, and that was back in the eighties, and uh, yeah, I had a fantastic uh, time over there. Actually, Cliffy Lines. Um, you know, one of the greatest players I've played alongside. He was uh, the five eight at Leeds, and I was the fullback at Leeds, and oh, we had a ball. I don't know how many tries I scored, but plenty off cliff. Nice. I can see how Steve Menzies uh, was so yeah. such in an envious position, but. Um, yeah, no, so I had a, I, I loved getting the ball and looking up and 30 metres away from me was the first player. Lovely. Now the guys pick the ball up and they're either getting hammered straight away <laughs> or they look up and, and two metres away from yeah. them, they've they, they got opposition. So uh, it was a very different game back then, a completely different world. Um, we trained Tuesday and Thursday nights and Saturday morning mm. and that was it, um, pub Thursday night. Yep. Uh, these days, you know, when I when I finished my career, I was training all Monday, all Tuesday, Wednesday off, all Thursday, all Friday playing some game, some day on the weekend. So you know, um, but the game has changed that much, and now all those positions. I, look, I really loved um, playing outside Mal on the wing. Yep, um, and I played two uh, two kangaroo tours on the wing outside of Mal. Um, the, the first tour, I went over there again as a utility sort of player who could play. Those three positions, Um, and I remember just getting a lucky break. Dale Shearer um, gave me a break that he didn't even realise he did. Uh, You know, there's the emus on the on the Wednesdays and the kangaroos on the Sundays. Well, we're coming into our first game and we just finished our season and, you know, it was – and Rowdy, I remember coming up to Bozo, Bobby Fulton, and saying, oh, you, oh Bozo, I've got a bit of a sore belly. Uh, I don't think I should, uh, you know, should play this weekend, which was only a few days away. Yeah. And uh, and I happened to be standing pretty close by and uh, he goes, oh, Rowdy. Uh, and then off Rowdy went kicking the ball, you know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with him really. Anyway, so um, uh, yeah, that, that uh, Sunday game, the first game of the – um, was against St Helen's and I got um, and I got picked on the wing, which was fabulous on the Sunday game. so so uh, out of the twenty eight players I had a position which was fabulous.
0: The legends at PerTech are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertec stores Australia-wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertec.com.au. Thanks, Pertec, for your continued support of Unfiltered.
1: You know, I think uh, it was funny, a couple of years ago... They were talking state of origin, and Tommy Turbo was playing the centres, and he was playing like this fullback. You know, he was playing all his normal stuff and tore them apart. Yep. And I'm going, oh yeah, well, that, you know, that was back <laughs> in the day. That's that's, that's all I did. Did that 30 you know, that, years ago? Yeah, 30 years ago. That's yeah. not a, but it was all about like, wow, what? You know, this is sort of yeah. like new a new thing. And I'm going, no, guys, sort of. Uh, yep. Yeah, this has been going on
0: for many, so many, good. many years, mate. 30 games for New South Wales over 12 series. Uh, is there a standout moment in blue something that just stands above the others for whatever reason?
1: yeah I, I think the year we won we we didn't change a player we had um, I remember going into the third match it might have been the eighty uh, ninety96 season yep. and um, we were going into that um, into that uh, final game and we we'd had a beat up bench we probably had. Two or three guys who really could hobble around. That was about it. And and um, and Gus basically said, listen, boys, we're doing something different this year. We're all going to war together. We're taking the whole squad through. So, you know, that everyone was picked, even if they could only jog. And we ended up winning the, the series 3-0. Yep. That, that, no doubt, was, you know, that was a highlight because the Queensland team was always an amazing team. Yeah. When I first started all the way from the days when Wally was you know captain and and I was with sterlo and 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 Brett Kenny and Piercy and those guys, we had really unbelievable teams and went through an era which was just outstanding uh you know there was no one way domination um at times. The Blues got up and at other times the Maroons got up. But most of the score lines were 14-12 or, yes. you know, I lost two games on the bell and I won two games on the bell, including my first game Your where debut, yeah. Sparkles Magaw scored within a millimetre of the dead ball line. Yeah. Mick Stone's awarded the try to, uh, um, to the Queenslanders' disbelief, I think um, – yeah, the coach was sort of not not real happy. <laughs> Couldn't believe Famous it either. Vision
0: of that, and Wayne Bennett. Wayne on. Bennett. He yeah. was just going, no, oh, yeah. yeah, but
1: uh, you know, but I'd I'd lost two games on the bell. We should have won as well. So it, it just shows you that um, the games were so close. The teams mm-hmm. were so close. And what made the kang- What made it great state of origin then was the fact that you were fighting for your Australian kangaroo position, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were you were really fighting for it. Like, if you didn't play well in the state of origins um, and your team didn't win, well, you were, they were going to get more Queenslanders in. You were and, no than chance. You, that's yeah. right, and often you were no chance. So it was really, a, a, you know, it was a, a major war and that's why the footy was so good because everybody was desperate to get into that Kangaroo team and it's such a shame the Kangaroo um, tours aren't on anymore because... Uh, you know, I, I missed the 86 tour, but I was overplaying in England. The 1992 tour was incredible and the yep. 94 tour was incredible. And, yeah, to not, have, you know, they that, that were definitely the highlights of my career, just being a part of those. Who were your roomies on the 90 and 94 tours? Uh, Mark McGill was my roomie on the <laughs> 1992 tour, so I knew Sparkles pretty well. And on the 94 tour was Rod Wishart, so down the Steelers end. Wow. So um, yeah, no, it was it was good. I ended up having Steve Walters as one as a as a as a, uh, a roomie at one stage as well. But yeah, they were basically my my roommates for the three months, which were which was great.
0: The best of, Andrew Eddingshausen. We hope you enjoyed. The full interview is episodes 424 and 425 in our Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, rip in, and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. dot com dot au. Tickets are just twenty dollars. All proceeds go to charity, and you could be going to Indy.